Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Chloe Melas and Elizabeth Murphy wrote the introduction to Luck of the Draw, My Story of the Air War in Europe, which was written by Frank Murphy. Frank is Chloe's grandfather and Elizabeth's father. Chloe, who I interviewed for this podcast about her grandfather's book, is an entertainment reporter for CNN covering breaking news, industry analyses, and in-depth investigations. She currently resides in the New York area with her husband and two sons. Actually, Chloe is who interviewed me for CNN Book Club and who also interviewed Alicia Fernandez-Miranda about my what-if year. Her mother, Elizabeth Murphy, holds a master's of English literature from Northern Arizona University and is the author of numerous children's books. She currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia, where she was born and raised. You'll hear their story, you'll hear about their grandfather, and you'll hear about this important book, which was just profiled in People magazine. Today, we have a special episode with two lovely ladies who are the co-creators and issuers forward of Frank Murphy's book, Luck of the Draw, his daughter, Elizabeth Murphy, and his granddaughter, Chloe Melas, both here on Mom's No Time to Read Books. Very exciting. I am so excited to be here with you. This is like 
such an unbelievable opportunity. So thank you so much, Sibby. Seriously. Oh my gosh, of course. And Chloe, you've been nice enough to have me on CNN and the whole online feature and the book club feature. And uh, it was so wild and fun to go in studio with you that day. And <laughs> anyway, that was a highlight, a highlight of my life. So thank you. <laughs> you are, you were a natural, honestly, that was such a fun interview. And obviously talking about your book, which really has been touched so many lives. You've really just inspired so many people. And that's what I hope we're going to do with my grandpa's book. I'm telling you, I'm I'm not an author here, but it, I feel like I'm what it must be like to be you, Zippy, for a moment to like shepherd a book and and try to try to promote a book and get a book happen. I, I have so much admiration for authors after this process, this, this multi-year process. Oh <laughs> well, so Luck of the Draw is my story of the air war in Europe by Frank Murphy, your grandfather and your father. It is unbelievable. So much information, emotion, source material. It's just an incredible look into one man's sort of unbelievably inspiring journey, how he survived falling from an airplane, landing in a German family's backyard, essentially with his parachute, surviving prisoner of war times. But also he talks about even how he got there and the lead up to it and how it was so different then from what the Air Force is now and the level of training. I mean, he was literally just a student at Emory going about his everyday life. And I think about what the students today are like and imagining if like all of a sudden we were depending on like juniors at Emory to save the world. <laughs> I mean, it's like crazy. <laughs> so anyway, talk about how his journey to writing this came about and you're ushering it into the world and and just all of it. Mom, that is such a you thing to answer because you're really the reason why grandpa ever decided to put pen to paper. Well, as I wrote in my my foreword, my my dad rarely spoke about his World War II experiences uh, as we were growing up. We just had a, a notebook my mother had put together with a lot of memorabilia and grainy photographs. And, and so once in a while, he would talk about parachuting from a burning plane and, and his injuries. And it wasn't until, again, I was around 11 or 12, I saw the movie The Great Escape, and he told us he had been at the same prison camp when we were fascinated. And uh, again, he, he never gave much details. But years later, I was beginning my writing career. I was writing for children, and I had gotten my first book contract with a publisher in Atlanta. And my dad was very excited, and he came to me and said he wanted to write a book just for the family, a memoir. And uh, I had no idea it was going to focus on the war. And I said, it's a great idea. And so as I recount, I bought him a book, How to Write Your Own Life Story for his birthday. <laughs> and he set about writing his book. And it took a, a number of years to write. And during this period, I published my first book. We moved to Dallas, Texas for seven years. And this was back in the, the snail mail days. Dad would often send me the manila envelopes, portions of the book about different bombing raids and so forth, and have me read them. And uh, at some point, in, as he got involved with the World War II reunions veterans groups, he came upon a small publisher that told him they, they would publish the book. And Dad decided to give all the profits to the uh, Mighty Eighth Museum in, in Pooler, Georgia. And... It's so, then the book got published and he sent us all copies. And I remember when I first read it, the children were too young to read it. But Chloe and Stefan were 
very young. I mean, uh, so, but I remember when I read it, I was astonished. I didn't know any of this, uh, his wartime experiences, what he had been through. And it, it really felt like a movie, you know, and we were so proud. And the fact that it went full circle because he went even a step further by going over to Germany, tracking down the farmhouse, meeting the family, you know, the little child had come running up to him when he parachuted. He's a grown man by then. And he started correspondence with this family. Uh, he couldn't speak the language. He would write letters in Atlanta and use a tr German translator. And, you know, they went back and forth for years. So it was, uh, yes, I, obviously very cathartic. And he enjoyed so much talking about it when he would go to the, uh, re the to these reunions. So now Chloe's story is different because I guess by the time she was growing up, little did I know he was regaling her and my nephew with his little wartime stories. And Chloe can tell you about that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, so Zibby, so it really starts with this idea, my mom basically giving kind of like how to write your own life story for dummies. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Really? And my grandfather, you know, it turns out as I've like done this family tree search and quest and, you know, now I, I do 23 and me and all this kind of stuff. I'm so interested in, in my family's history. It turns out there were other like journalists and writers yes. and people who work for newspapers in our family. So I think it sort of runs in our blood a little bit, this storytelling. But I remember as a little girl being in the basement, my grandfather you know, was retired. He was writing on a typewriter. Then he moved to like a word processor, <laughs> then true. a computer. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't this published right when I was in college. I didn't read it immediately, but it was around that time that I started developing this interest in World War II. I was learning about it in high school, learning about it more in college and some of my history courses. And when my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer, really shortly after this book came out, uh, I decided to go to England to the Air Force Base where he flew out of. And so that was sort of the beginning of a 15 plus year for me learning about my grandfather and what he went through. So when I found out that Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg were going to be telling my grandfather's story in Masters of the Air for Apple TV that comes out this fall, I just knew that this book needed to be really published, not self-published, you know, published for people to be able to get because it's been out of print essentially since the moment it came out. So that is where that comes in. But let me tell you, I did not know what was in store for me. I thought I was going to be like, okay, here's the book. Here you go. Just like reprint it, make more <laughs> copies. Yeah. It, no, that is not what happened. I, that, no, <laughs> <laughs> this has been a lot. So it's essentially like it's coming out new as if it hadn't yes. been ever released. I mean, when you acquire a book like this or, and the publisher, who's, who is publishing it? St. Martin's. St. Martin's. Yeah. yeah. So it's like acquiring a new book and all the marketing and everything related to it. And it almost, you know, well, I mean, the, the, the craziest part is Zibby is they were like, all right, so, um, can you send us like the word document or wherever <laughs> he wrote this? I'm like, it's basically was like written on a scroll. Okay. <laughs> I, they had to digitize the book, which by the way, is sort of, we all sort of like looked at each other and it's not something that's done often. Then they're like, okay, great. We'll get the book digitized. It's going to take a minute. Can you give us the photos that are in the book? There's like a hundred something photos. 
I'm like, okay, grandma. Hey, grandma, do you know where these photos are? She's like, what are you talking about? I had to fly down to Atlanta for a weekend and dig through the basement, through the storage unit, through boxes. And I'm not joking. It was like something out of a movie. All of a sudden, the sun came in through the window, landed on this box in my grandmother's guest room, not even in the places I was looking. And it said photos for the book. It was like in the place my grandfather had left it back right in 2006, 2007, before he died, all the pictures were there. So then I was like, these are original photographs from the forties, you know, from world war II. So I was like, how do I, do I take them with me on an airplane? Do I scan them? Do I mail them? These are original copies. So I was like carrying them through the Atlanta Hartsfield airport as if it was you know, the queen's royal jewels. I was so terrified. Um, But look, here we are and it's been wild. And, and then it was, how do I get support? What do I do? And so I'm telling you, there's a whole other story about one of the worst days I've had. And I got an email from Tom Hanks with a quote for the book to use for the cover. And I cried and cried. It was the most insanely amazing moment because I had gone through this process, gotten St. Martin's on board. My agents with CNN helped me make this happen at CAA. And, you know, then to then have that support. Yeah. I remember uh, I was overseas when the Chloe got the quote and she sent it to me and it says at the top and he has his very innocuous email. I didn't don't recommend. say the email. Don't say Tom Hanks' email. She, she, <laughs> and she says, don't share this with anyone. And I wrote the quote and I thought, well, what's this from? You know, and then we, we we talked to each other and we both had a good cry because we oh. couldn't be. It wasn't just that Tom Hanks gave a quote. It's what he said. It's Here, just, let me read it here. The perfect. quote is, in the pursuit of authenticity, of accurate history, and undeniable courage, no words matter more than I was there. Read Luck of the Draw and the Life of Frank Murphy and ponder this. How did those boys do such things? Tom Hanks. Just sounds like Tom Hanks, yeah. So we were so excited. And uh, yeah. Well, you know, did, is- did you tell the story about Tom calling grandma? No, but let me just say that I... You know, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg from Schindler's List to Band of Brothers, The Pacific, they have tirelessly spent such a large portion of their professional careers telling the stories from World War II. And they've always wanted to tell Zippy the story of the air war, but it's they want to do it right. And they don't want to rely on just CGI. They literally rebuilt World War II and the air war, rebuilt planes from scratch, built their own B-17s. It's one of the most expensive TV shows ever made. Um, It was going to be on HBO like the others, but this is going to be Apple TV, which is so exciting. I went to the set during the pandemic, which mind you, I almost missed the opportunity. They were almost going to be done filming, but because of all the COVID restrictions, remember when you had to like quarantine in Europe for two weeks when you got there before you could like go out. And I couldn't leave my two little kids for that long. And as a mom, I'm sure you get that. Like, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to get to go. And they lifted it. And literally I was on a plane, I think 48 hours later with like 10 of my family. I was like, by the way, I was like, I'm not coming alone. Can I bring, (laughs) can I bring my aunts, my uncles, my cousin, my brother, my husband. (laughs) And we went to the set and it was wild. Tom wasn't there, but, um, 
Now I've developed a relationship with the guy playing my grandfather, Jonas Moore. He's actually the uh, narrator, the the voice of the audiobook for Luck of the Draw, too, which is awesome. Wow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy. And you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. How did they, how did Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks find the story? Did they find the old copy of the book? Did you send it to them? How did that happen? Okay. So this is really interesting. So when my grandfather self-published his book with a local publisher called F&P at the time, it was like a food and nutrition publisher. And he had been in the eighth air force and he had developed a really wonderful relationship, friendship with my grandfather. So they had published it and only put out a certain amount of copies, but my grandfather started speaking at these different world war II reunion groups, the museum in Savannah and the 100th bomb group foundation, which now I'm on the board of. So that's like also super full circle. And I wish I could tell my grandfather that like, look at me now, like, you know, (laughs) expected that I'd be, you know, talking about World War II and becoming this like expert in a way on your life. So it got circulated, the copies that were out there among people who were just diehard 100th bomb group, bloody 100th fans, supporters, family members. And 
when Tom Hanks and Spielberg decided with Hanks's production company Playtone, Spielberg's production company Amblin, that they were going to tell Masters of the Air, which is a book written by Don Miller. He's a historian who wrote this New York Times bestselling book. They optioned his book. My grandfather is quoted in that book. My grandfather knew Don Miller. My grandfather wrote his book shortly after or around the same time that Don's book came out. Somehow it got into the hands of Playtone. Still to this day, I joke with the people at Playtone, we don't really know how they stumbled across it. But the writers, uh, specifically John Orloff, who wrote Band of Brothers, who's famous and wrote now Masters of the Air, the screenplay, he started going to these 100th Bomb Group Foundation uh, events. And guess who was there too? Me. And I'd be (laughs) sitting next to him and I'd pull up a chair and I'm like, I know I work for CNN, but don't worry. I'm not here as a journalist. I'm here as a granddaughter. We would chat. And I'm not saying I had anything to do with getting it on the radar, but I did interview yes, she did. <laughs> Tom Hanks. I did interview Steven Spielberg about other projects. And I may or may not have brought my grandfather's book, like the last copies with me and physically handed it to them. They had already known about my grandfather's story, but it was a really magical moment when Kirk Sadesky at Playtone said, um, and I did not bring it up for years. I never, I never asked if grandpa was going to be in it. I'm just happy that they're telling the stories of the 100th bomb group, which is a specific unit that my grandfather was in known as the bloody hundred. Um, it's like one of folklore and, you know, heroes. And, and so Austin Butler is going to be the star of this TV show. And when they told me, you know, yeah, your grandfather's in it. He's a character. I mean, I was hoping that they would say that, but I never wanted to ask because that's not my purpose of being friends with these people. I'm just excited to amplify. I'd be amplifying Masters of the Air, whether or not my grandfather's in it, you know? But yeah, it is just such a wild thing. And and that I'm an entertainment correspondent, the fact that this all gets to sort of intersect as the shooting star moment in my life in this one moment. And I loved my grandfather so much. I just want to say he was the nicest most soft-spoken, sweetest person. He did everything for the family. He always helped anybody, whether it was the worst moment of their life or the best moment of their life. My grandfather always supported. And so it's such a joy for me to be able to use my platform and do whatever I can to tell his story because he deserves it. And he worked for almost a decade on the book. So I want it to be seen, you know? This is such a crazy story. It's a whole thing. It's amazing. <laughs> and now the fact that the book is out, and by the way, he's a great writer. It's not just like, yes. it doesn't, it does not feel like somebody just doing it yourself in your closet, like type of writing. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but this is actually like a really great history. You know, it's like a James Bradley, is that his name? I don't know. Like all these war yeah. cor- reporters and correspondents, and it's so vivid and visual and you're like in it. And then there's all the source material, but it's his story and the way he tells it with this like slight remove, but, and analysis, but also the deep feel, you know, at what it was like being there. It's, it's really amazing. It's amazing. It's like, of course you want to do everything you can to shout it from the rooftops. It's so special. For people who don't know as much about why it is the Bloody Hundredth or why this group was so special and why there even is a TV show, can you give like the quick synopsis of who this group is and why it's so important in history? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, just a bunch of just barely 18 
you know, right in college or just, you know, barely out of high school guys, you know, enlisting in the war and you weren't really able, you could try to join the air force. You could try to be a pilot, but it really came down to your, you know, abilities. My grandfather all, you know, wanted to fly, loved airplanes his whole life. And, uh, it was called the eighth air force. The eighth air force still exists today. And within the eighth air force are different squadrons. Okay. And then different bomb groups. And you're just thrown into one, like the title of the book, Luck of the Draw. My grandfather was in the 100th bomb group. They all flew out of England, out of uh, Thorpe Abbott's Air Force Base, or most of them flew out of that area. And that's where my grandfather flew out of for you know his many, many missions. And this group got a nickname called the Bloody 100th. And no one really knows why. Some say it's because the Bloody 100th had the most casualties. Others say that the Germans specifically targeted the 100th uh, because of sort of like the rules of engagement that the 100th didn't abide by the rules of engagement up in the sky and that a German fighter pilot put their landing gear down allegedly, which means, you know, don't fire at me. And supposedly a 100th plane fired at them. And then allegedly the Germans then targeted this specific group. But out of this group were so many amazing stories. And Don Miller writing Masters of the Air and focusing on the 100th like he did. Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg then were like, that's the story we want to tell. We want to tell the stories of the 100th. And there are all of these amazing uh, stories you're going to hear about. Dan Rosenthal's father, Rosie Rosenthal, who's very famous now. Um, all of these men are dead. Uh, my grandfather's story will be told. Harry Crosby's story will be told. I have his book right behind me, A Wing and a Prayer. That was also used for the for the series. My grandfather's book, Luck of the Draw, was source material for John Orloff and writing the series. My grandfather's book's really interesting because, like you said, Zippy, there's not a lot of these stories out there from personal firsthand accounts. Like Don Miller, it's incredible. Like I said, New York Times bestselling book, but he wasn't there. And my grandfather was. And he talks at length about being a prisoner of war for almost two years. Yes, they're there in the same prison camp where the great escape happened. Okay, the great escape was the British side, but my grandfather separated by just barbed wire, you know, a death march in the snow. I have the shoe behind me right up there, one of the shoes that he used for his march. And you said he switched he switched shoes with uh with a soldier and yep. got a clog. And now here is the clog. This is insane. Hold on, I'm taking a screenshot of this as we're talking. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, so it's just incredible. And, and, and so long and short is these men, they come back from World War II and they get back to their lives. My grandfather finished his time at Emory University, met my grandmother. They popped out four children, my mom, you know, <laughs> the second oldest. And then my grandfather had this spectacular job as a lawyer for Lockheed Martin back working with airplanes, selling planes for the Saudi royal family. And he lived in Saudi Arabia for really a majority of the end of his career. And yeah, like you said, my grandfather happens to be a great writer. And I mean, I always knew he was brilliant and, and had a way with words, but that's the other thing. It's not just that, oh, it was my grandfather and I'm biased and I love my grandfather. I'm not saying my grandfather's story is anything more exciting than anybody else's grandfather's story, but it's just the fact that he wrote it all down 
and it's there. And there's not many of these stories out there. And this is a historical sacred account. And we can look back on this and learn from it too. And yeah, these guys, they had barely any experience, any training. And the scariest and saddest part is, is that they did these daylight bombing raids. They literally went up in the sky. They're not bombing like bin Laden in the middle of the night. Not that I'm belittling that. I'm talking like they're flying right now, 1819 morning, as soon as the sun goes up and they're a target in the sky right there for the Germans. But we decided the US that the way that we could accurately do precision bombing would be these daylight bombing raids. But that means you're going to lose a lot of people. And so my grandfather talks about that being in these airplanes. I've been in a B-17 from World War II. It's like a tin can. It's so loud. It's freezing, by the way. And my grandfather was the navigator. He was like what GPS is now. He's there with a map trying to stay calm, focused. And it's because he's so calm and so brilliant that he was able to map out these targets and get people where they needed to go. But I'm telling you, people out there that think like, well, I'm not that interested in World War II or history. I want to read, you know, my crime books or curl up with my love stories. I'm telling you, this really is a page turner. It's really good. And you're going to learn something too. And that's why I'm so passionate about telling it. And Zibby, I can't thank you enough for using your platform to shine a light on this. I know how much you love your your family and your dad and, and just how much you care about legacy. And I I, I know that you, you just get it. And I really appreciate that. I do get it. I do think it's amazing. It is so special, a project. And I have so much respect for the two of you for all your efforts in making sure that this story gets out there because it's one thing to write it and it's another to make sure people read it. So all of your efforts and the collaboration with the show is so exciting. Anyway, it's it's just amazing. You know, be, uh, it, I was saying closing, uh, my father often lamented at the end of his life how much he wished the book could have been picked up by a big publisher. Aww. This was really his fondish wish. Uh, he did. I don't think he even knew it when I out of print. I didn't know until I went to visit the museum and they'd never heard of the book when I went into the mighty museum in Savannah. So, um, yeah, well, they'll we, know it. They will know it now. Know it now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to know it now. This was uh, really on. This was my bucket list. Aww. You know. Well, congratulations. Actually, my step-grandfather was a rabbi in the Air Force. He was like a, a rabbi <laughs> in the medic. Yeah. In the, anyway, anyway, maybe they cross paths. I'm sure not. But anyway, um, maybe. who knows? Thank you both for coming on. Chloe, I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. I would love to hear more about your journey of getting this book um, out in the world and all the backstory even more. Uh, congratulations. Luck of the draw. My story of the air war in Europe. Frank Murphy. Really amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Okay. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.